Welcome to Freaky Fauna Friday, where every Friday we take a little time and explore some of the freaks of nature from around the planet we cherish so deeply. So please, jump aboard and let's explore the wilds together. Hey guys, welcome back to Freaky Fauna Friday. I am the great and powerful mystery. And I'm Jay. Feels good to be back. Feels good. Today, we're going to cover one of my favorite animals from the past, or a group of animals from the past, mm. our ancient ancestors, the Gorgonopsids. Are these related to Arthur, King of the Gorgonites? No. From Toy Soldiers? No. Or Small Soldiers? No. It's one of those, right? Small Soldiers. You know that movie, right? I know the movie. I'm not. I'm trying to think of the... Anyways... Oh, Gorgonopsids. Uh, Gorgonopsids on a Friday. Hey, have you ever seen a Gorgonopsid? No. Why don't you look up a picture of one? Gorgonopsid? Imagine like if a cat in a Listro from Ark had a baby. Gorgonopsid. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Ew. Ew. It's like a saber-toothed cat mixed with a... With a lizard? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So these are these are all oh, okay. So they're in the kingdom Animalia, phylum Chordate, class. Ready for this? Yeah. Synapsidae. Ooh, a synapsid. But they're in the order Therapsidae. What's that mean? They're therapsids. Oh, okay. Synapsids and therapsids. Sounds like a, a nice band. <laughs> yeah, these guys were at one time uh, the biggest apex predator on land. How do they know they look like that? How do they know it just wasn't a big cat? I it, it, there's it depends on which art like artist you go with. All but right. there's plenty of plenty of like uh like versions of them. Like now they most saber tooth cats, most paleontologists agree that they probably didn't have their teeth exposed. Oh, they were inside, yeah. Yeah, they were in sleeves and their gums and stuff like that, because we yeah. have some larger cats today that have those sleeves still. Yeah. Like in the Leo family, so lions and tigers and stuff. Panthera, I think is what it's actually called. Pantera? No, Panthera. Oh, okay. The panther family, mm. which is most of the really big cats fall into that family. Okay. Uh, so these guys, in my opinion, probably right now are falling. They're really old. They were discovered in 1890. Oh, that's when they found the first fossil? Yeah. That's so they're recent. kind of falling into that mindset of everything looked like a skin wrap lizard. Yeah. But these guys had whiskers and facial hair and small pieces of hair on their body. So they might not be as... Portrayed by the artists. Yes. Okay. I think they much more looked. They still probably they're a part of that old family group, the Thanapsids, that had some reptile traits and had some mammal traits. Okay. So these guys probably looked about halfway in between, but I think they were much more bulkier than they're portrayed. Gotcha. All does right. that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because a lot of the land predator or land prey animals they were hunting were giant armored tank like turtle things and stuff like that. So they had to breach that shell. Yeah. Huh? And that's what the long teeth were for. Was probably getting at their neck. Like a lot of them had frills and stuff like that. Hmm. So it was just to pierce through to get enough, you know, to bite something hard enough to kill them. Right. Yeah. As most predators do. Right. And like you see that with a lot of these, like saber toothed cats, why they went extinct, most likely, is the big prey animals went extinct. Their giant teeth were to sever, you know, everything from the trachea to, you know, the jugular and the neck. But yeah. These animals had giant necks. To, they had something to pierce. Once those guys went out the window, a saber-toothed tiger would probably have a very rough time catching a deer, like a white-tailed deer. Yeah. They're very small and fast. 
Saber Tigers weren't built for speed. They were built to wrestle with, you know, things bigger than bison. Okay. And so these guys were about the same thing, just much older. So it's like wrestling me, huh? Mm-hmm. Gorgonopsids were therapsids, a group of tetrapods, which eventually gave rise to the mammals. Ah, here we are. So Gorgonopsids were a successful group that lived during the Permian period, about 260 million years ago. That's quite a long time ago. Yes. They became extinct in the Permian-Jurassic extinction event. Okay. So this is the mammals ruled, or the pseudo-mammals ruled, before dinosaurs. Then the Permian-Jurassic extinction event, dinosaurs took hold. Okay. And then the the famous dinosaur extinction, and then mammals came back. Yeah. Okay. So it's flip-floppy. And like I said, Gornobuses aren't true mammals. You know, they're reptile mammals, but their their family group would what became mammals. Gotcha. Any questions so far? I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, yes, but all this history stuff is just it's hard you, to believe sometimes. I mean, you can argue dates. It doesn't matter to me. Right, yeah. It's it just doesn't they, matter. Lived, they lived during the Permian period. However long ago you want to say the Permian period was. As long as the bones are real, the fossils are real, then I'm on board. So they were the major predators of their day. Okay. As far as we know, they were some of the biggest land predators that existed, and they were definitely the most active. The next biggest guy was a pseudo-crocodile. Uh, that roamed the land, like a big monitor lizard kind of thing. Colossuchus? No. Oh, Wait, okay. That was during the dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Getting my timelines off. Colossuchus. Was that what you are trying to say? I don't, I don't even remember what I said. I don't know. I thought, I don't know. Colossuchus was an amphibian. Oh, okay. But no, there was a giant terrestrial, like, crocodile that kind of took, like, Komodo Dragon's niche during the Permian. Okay. So they weren't, like, extremely active predators, but they were big and kind of bulky, slow. Yeah. Gorgonopsids were extremely fast, you know, active predators. See, like, how do they know that? Just from their skeletal and their muscle structure. All right. Like, you look, for example, a lot of these guys, you look at where their muscle attached, and you can kind of tell how much room, and you get estimates off of that. Okay. A lot of it's comparing modern-day animals right. to prehistoric. So right. if you see these kind of traits. Now. You kind of can put that as a behavior back then. Right, yeah. Like I said, these guys are very similar to the big cats. Gotcha. Kind of, yeah, mixed between big cat and a dog. But they got big. Like I mean, a hyena. Mm. It's like a big hyena. They were extremely large, powerful, uh, square-shaped jaws. So their jaws were big blocks made for extreme biting pressure and shearing motions. Like a chow? Uh, a lot bigger. Oh, okay. Kind of like, a, probably like a short-faced bear. <laughs> okay, that's quite bigger. <laughs> yeah. And they did have saber-like canines. And incisors and socket-like teeth. Many fossils have been found in South Africa. Mm. The largest known, here's a fun name for you, Intro Carave is the size of an extremely large bear. Like a short-faced bear? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the skull's 45 centimeters long, 12 centimeter short, or 12 centimeter long saber teeth. So that was a much bulkier, shorter-faced animal. Yeah. Uh, but they did have some of these guys had extremely long snouts as well. Snouts, yeah. A bunch of species. wonder if bears... So bears maybe at some point could have come from these, right? I, I think they all mammals came from these. Okay, duh. Never mind then. So, yes. Y- yes, I was so right. So did manatees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when we know what those are. Manatees are Bigfoot. The Gorgonopsids are divided up into three subfamilies. The Rubigai, which had extremely large, broad skulls. So these are probably the most famous group. When you're really, when you type in Gorgonopsid, that's it's probably what you're going to pop up. Okay. Either the big, you know, apex predators, the giant skulls, they're made for crushing and killing. The Gorgonopsian, which included the most of the Gorgonopsi in the genre, and the intro of Verskaye, 
There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I got that loud and clear. And there's been uh, discovered about 29 species of these guys. Okay. Uh, so they took a lot of niches. They were everything from, you know, these small cat-like predators to the more famous, you know, large bear-sized gorgonops that's, you know, yeah. being 1,500 pounds. That's crazy. They found that, like, many fossils to find that many different species of them. Well, and all of these guys come from the end of the extinction event. Yeah. So we have a, a big layer of all of the bones from this era. Hmm. Uh, so we get a pretty good idea of the number of species and stuff like that yeah. from this specific extinction event. Okay. Because everybody died so fast. Yeah. That we get layers of gorgonopsids and their their prey animals. Uh, these guys are also known as the reptile like or the mammal like reptiles. Okay. So they would fall more closely to reptiles, but they are starting to get those mammalian traits, like we talked about hair and so they, a true synapsid. Yes, they may have not been fully warm blooded yet, but they may have been in between. Okay. They had extremely large eye sockets, which points to more either binocular vision and nocturnal vision. So night hunters. Yes, which would have pointed for a reptile that they would have either been partially warm-blooded, which there are some animals today that are a mix of warm and cold-blooded, or they would have been fully warm-blooded. This is an argued point. Okay. Because if they're taking advantage of hunting at night, that's not normally a reptilian thing. Right, yeah. Because they're powered, you know, by the sun. They're regulated in their body temperature from the, the sun. So these guys probably were somewhere in the middle, most scientists agree. I kind of feel that they were probably more closely warm-blooded because they already had a lot of these mammal-like traits. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we don't know. Nobody was there. Who knows? If you ever watched the show Primeval, there was a Gorgonopsid that uh, popped up a lot. That's the one with portals and time. So animals from the past or animals from the future came. I think I remember I think We've I remember that. It. Yeah. Uh, but Gorgonopsid was uh, a show favorite. It kept coming back because it was just this big, scary monster, and it yeah. looks like a movie monster. Okay. Uh, and it ended up winning in the end because it killed the future beast. The future beast? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Bats evolved to be like lions. Okay, now that's scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they fought a Gorgonopsid and lost. So the Gorgonopsid won? Yeah. Okay, Because the past is a lot scarier. Well, it's... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably I mean, was. We don't have animals walking on land the size of grain elevators currently. I know, unfortunately. We should bring them back. I'd bring them back. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Just, Just saddle them It's like a big giraffe. Any questions so far? No, not yet. I mean, I mean, any at all? I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I'm learning about the. I never knew this existed before, so these animals are really overlooked in the public eye because you know they fall right after, like right before the dinosaurs. Uh, So they were the biggest, baddest things on land, as far as we know. You know, until the dinos. Until the dinos. So dinosaurs were actually evolving at the same time as these guys, but they were the little tiny lizards. Gotcha. So. Dinosaurs come from the same. So, dinosaurs, pterosaurs, and crocodiles and birds all come from the other group that was evolving at this time. Okay. The stuff like monitor lizards and turtle ancestors had already separated from the main branches of reptiles. Made their own little path. Yeah. So, at the end of the the Permian Triassic extinction event, all the players were out there, which is kind of neat when you look at this extinction event. Mm hmm. Uh, and the Gorgonopsids got the short end of the stick. Why is, why is that, though? Because uh, most of them were big, specialized predators. Okay. So speciation. So they got out-niched? Yeah. So here's the thing with mass extinction events. The things that survive are opportunistic generalist feeders. Okay. So the guys that don't have a niche, they kind of are just hanging out. They're normally in healthy environments. They're doing very poorly because everybody's specialized. Right. 
during a mass extinction event, they're the guys that survive. Because whatever's left, they already know they're, they're going to eat. Yeah, they already know how to do they that. They can live in all these environments. They could. So Gorgonopsids are almost all specialized. Uh, there was even a couple that were nest raiders hmm. that were very specialized, and they were eating other animals' eggs. It's what their main portion of their diet. Gotcha. So when all the big man or the big reptiles and stuff died out, not a lot of big reptile eggs to eat. So that these little sense. tiny, more mammal-like creatures survived. Right. The same with the monitor lizards, same with the turtle ancestors, same with the dinosaur ancestors, because dinosaur ancestors were very small at this time. And then pseudocrocodilians. So crocodilians have been around for a while. So what's a pseudocroc? Same thing like a, uh, these gorgonopsids were pre-mammals. Yeah. A pseudocrocodilian was a, not technically a crocodile, a crocodile family member, but has the, is the building blocks to that family. Okay. So they're not fully yet a crocodile. Uh, Just crocodilomorphs. Crocodilomorph. That sounds like a cartoon show. Yeah, that's I think the actual term for it. <laughs> okay. So they look, uh, and there was even crocod like there was things that were mistaken, like Kulasukas you brought up. Yeah. It was a giant amphibian that Sukas basically means crocodile. Yeah. And they thought it was a crocodile. But it was a salamander, wasn't yeah. it? It was a twenty two foot long salamander. And those guys survived too. And that's something we don't talk about a lot. Maybe Kulasukas will come. Is it giant salamanders? I don't mean giant salamanders, not the six, seven footers we got today, like no. 25-foot great white shark-sized yeah. salamanders. I've seen some of the fossils they dug survived up. Survived through every mass extinction, apparently except the Jurassic. Hmm. Or the the, the, the Jurassic. Maybe. The Cretaceous. They oh, might, my gosh. Yeah. I'll get there. <laughs> the Cretaceous extinction Just keep event. naming them off. You'll get to it. Um, They might still be out there. They might still be out there living. Uh, yeah. I think I think there's probably a couple populations still left because... Even Kulasukas during its day was not in high number. Hmm. Okay. They lived in. They lived extremely long times. Yeah. Solitary. Yeah. So we we can look at these guys. They have a lot of. I mean, like I said, the only information we really know of them is from their fossils and putting kind of big cat behaviors on them because they're so similar to big cats with the big canines and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. And I mean, their their shoulder design and all kinds of stuff. Like they're they look like big cats. They're probably their closest living day like analog. Would be a lion. I don't know. I think the hyena's more fitting. It could be. I doubt it. Square head or jaw, hard bite force. The Nundi bear. Ah, oh, there we go. That's what these are. Mm-hmm. The Nundi bear could be this. Think about the it. The Nundi bear could be this. Think about it. Gorgonops is still mm-hmm. alive. So any questions about the Gorgie? No, it's pretty pretty interesting animal. We should bring these back, hybridize them with Corgis so we can call them Gorgies and have them as little pets. Gorgonopsids? Gor- and just call them a, a Gorky. A Gorky? Gorky? Mm-hmm. Okay. got giant heads and little bodies. And tiny, yeah, you know, short legs. Mm-hmm. They can't run. That's been the Gorgonopsid. Uh, one of my favorite and not very well talked about animals. It's because their name's too long. If they had like a cuter, like short I name. I think Gorgonopsid is a cool name, especially for like young kids. It's a cool name, but it's long. Gorgonopsid? Yeah, it's just Have weird. Have you heard some dinosaur names? Well, that's these are dinosaurs. These aren't dinosaurs, but... Yeah. I mean, it's not like T-Rex. That's why T-Rex is so... Tyrannosaurus. Old. Yeah, but... Reximus. Pe- yeah, but people don't call them that. they just T-Rex. It's easy. That's why. Raptor. It's easy. See, a raptor... Gorgonopsid. Try getting a five-year-old to repeat that over Oh, uh, do you want their actual name? Sure. Dinogorgon is one of the species. See, now that sounds cool. That sounds like a wrestler. And these guys were much more, much more reptilian. Uh, so more, most of the Gorgonopsids looked more mammal. This guy still had a lot of reptilian traits. I see. I want a dino gorgon. Let's see. Let me find some other guys. 
Oh, here's one for you. Uh, Dino Gorgon, Cuny, Curai, Morales. No, oh, right. Yeah, this is just getting too much. That's the. Oh, there's there's even a longer one. No, let's leave it at that. Refungi, Wukapiganagi, Chenga, Shuraganis. Yeah, I don't. This ain't. Nobody's getting anything. Every out of letter it. was used in the alphabet in that name. I bet. It sounded like plus it was. two that I don't know. It's a Russian alphabet in yeah. there too. Had to get them in there. There's a pound sign in the middle of it. <laughs> All right, I've been the great and powerful mystery, and I've been Jay. Uh, what's your words of wisdom for the week? Um, you know it's getting colder out, so remember to bundle up when you go outside and and get some hot cocoa and hot cocoa. Enjoy a nice, brisk, cool evening, and that fresh, cold air. You know it's good for you. If you live in that kind of environment. If you live in Florida, well, enjoy a nice warm breeze. Sucks to suck. <laughs> or that too. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Freaky Five on a Friday. If you want to help the podcast grow, remember to share and give it a five-star review.